Hey guys, welcome to Grey, the podcast about the light, the dark, the hilariously obscene, and everything in between. I'm Emily, and that's Dylan. Hi, that's the most serious intro I've ever heard in my life. Hi, welcome to Grey. Welcome to Grey. Here we go! You took yourself very seriously on that one. Sorry. It's like some NPR kind of. Hi, welcome back to this NPR. This is my audition. Is... Yeah. <laughs> they would never hire me. <laughs> <laughs> or why not? Why wouldn't they hire you? Because I don't think they'd like me very much. Why? You're a personable person. Yeah, but they're boring. <laughs> I don't know that I would say they're boring. Just a very... Um, Clear and concise way of speaking. Okay, well, I just don't think our vibes match very well. Oh. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> Great. So what's new, Emily? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell them about... No. You should. Tell them about your phone adventures. I hate everything. The phone escapades? I hate everything. So Emily's been having some phone problems. They started about beginning of last week, actually, right? I don't know. It's felt like a year. <laughs> Because you went in on Wednesday. Yeah. My screen stopped working on Wednesday. No. Or, no, on Tuesday. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have to get a new phone or try to get a new screen or something. So I went in and they suggested a new phone. And they didn't, like, restore. Is it called restoring? No, it's, um, they, what is that called? They didn't transfer all your stuff over to your new phone. Oh, yeah. Um, and they said that I could do it at home. But the problem is, is because I couldn't open my old phone. She physically, it, like it will not open. The entire bottom half of the screen is not responding to touch. It's busted. So, and also my facial recognition doesn't work either. Yeah, but that's been a problem for like two months now. Yeah, so... I can't get my old stuff onto my new phone. And so I don't want to use the new phone because i'm gonna have to erase all of it anyway and so i set up a an appointment with genius bar on the apple website and instead of bringing me to a genius bar it brings me to a geek squad at a best buy and normally they're able to actually fix things okay but basically i get there and they look at my phone for a little bit and they suggested i go to a genius bar (laughs) oh my god Which is what we thought we were doing in the first place. Was pissed. I did think it was a little weird that they were sending you to a Best Buy, quote unquote genius bar. But then I I thought, well, they have it. No, I know, and I didn't either because they have the whole Apple section. So I thought maybe they have people who are trained in Apple products. Yeah, like genius bar people. I was so pissed because the thing is, is because of coronavirus, genius bars are so booked out. I can't now have my phone fixed for a full week. Yeah, we won't have your phone fixed until this upcoming Saturday. So I'm going to the Mall of America Apple Store. Which is where I've gone to have stuff fixed. Well, I... The reason I didn't do it there to begin with is because they don't have appointments until Saturday. Well, they didn't. You could have gotten it fixed, all fixed this past Saturday. No. Or was it a week out? Yeah, it was a week out. Oh. 
So it was like probably like Thursday or something. Though. Right. But, oh my. You know, I had a teacher in college once say, and I didn't really get it at the time, but he's like, Apple's really great until Apple stops working. <laughs> I know, that's why. And I'm... I didn't get it. No, I do. do now. That's why I'm really strongly considering switching to like an Android, like a Google phone, because I've heard they're really good things. And plus, I have the, my PC. My Mac is older than dirt. So trying to get all my crap backed up to that, it takes so much longer because my PC, my um, my laptop Mac is so slow now because it's a 2000, it's a 2011. So that it's coming up on 10 years old. I can't believe it still runs. But with my PC. Everything communicates so well together when you're using Android, PC, whatever, Windows. Mac is really good at communicating with, or Apple is really good at communicating with Apple. And that's basically it. Yeah, but then you want to have all those Apple apps. Yeah, but you can get, I don't, and that's, and that, that, that is the trade-off. You have to really figure out what matters. I don't think you're going to be happy with that. I just... I don't what Apple, because how many times are you going to hook it up? What Apple apps do I use though? All of that them that I can't get on an Android phone. The only thing that would be different is I would no longer have FaceTime or iMessage. iMessage is just texting between other iPhones, and it technically saves um, data usage. So I mean, I get like that's a big plus. I don't know. But I've never had, I've also never had an issue with an Apple phone like you're having right now. So I've just always thought it might be fun to have a different phone. But then you get the, then you get a different brand and you're like, God, I hate this. I want I my Apple I don't think back. you're going to like it. I mean, I almost did. I almost got the Google phone instead of my last iPhone. I was I, close. I don't think you'd like it. I don't, I don't. Well. <sighs> oh, ouch. Is that your sternum cracking? Yeah. Wow. Stretch it out. <laughs> I don't like that. You're okay. Just a, little, just a little cartilage moving around. So that's what we've been dealing with in terms of Emily's phone. She spent three hours that first night trying to get it to work, and I came home to a a big problem at home. Then I worked on it for like an hour, and I couldn't figure it out either. So here we are, hoping Genius Bar can actually fix it, which I'm sure they can. If they can't, I'm going to return it. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, then you can have this back. And then do what? Get that new razor. See, now you're talking about getting not an Apple phone. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what else? Not not a whole lot else happened this week. No. It was a pretty chilled out week for us, actually. No, it was very stressful. Other than that. <laughs> Other than the phone thing. <laughs> no, not really much at all has happened. We gave Penny a bath, finally. She needed it. She was pissed. She was... Yeah, she was not happy She's about like, the bath. But Ugh, now I'm clean. No, all I'm, that hard work, yeah, getting dirty. She got to start over. I smell like a flower, and I hate it. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else that I'm forgetting? I don't think we really did much. I mean, we went and had a fire at my aunt and uncle's, but yeah, your aunt and uncle have a that crab apple tree. Oh yeah, and it was like a little buffet for Penny. It's <laughs> all right. An apple a day keeps the doggy dentist away. Well, I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> it's got like worms in it. It didn't, though. You don't know that. Well, if we're not missing anything else, should we roll? Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got for us this week? Okay. This is the story of Brick 
Brickham Yoga. Brickham Yoga. Have you ever heard of that? Is it a form of yoga? Yes, but Brickham's also the man that I'm talking about today. Oh, okay. No, I have not. I don't know anything. Okay. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brickham Yoga is basically a hot yoga class where it's 120 degrees in the class and the floor is also heated. Um, and the whole thing is created off these 26 poses that um, Brickham created. And he says it'll change your life. And people, a, a lot of people love his teaching and this yoga. Um, he's, people say that he found things in me that I couldn't even see. A weird hippy-dippy well, type things. It's you'll see. Okay, so in the class, he pushes them so hard that people say, I nearly died or I almost passed out from the heat. And he also has this perfect, almost manipulative way of encouraging people and then turning around and yelling at them and insulting them. He also wears nothing to class but a Speedo and a Rolex. Excellent. So if you get that picture in your head. Oh, it's, in, you it's, can, it's engraved now. I'll you never know, unsee that. You know who that person is. Yes. Actually, look him up real quick. You just need to see what this guy looks like before I go on. Sorry, and we we do know that it's Bikram. Sorry, not 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 Brickham. Wow, look at that guy. He's uh, he's really doing it with that. And look at that sweatband he's got on. Oh God. Oh God. He just looks ridiculous. Too many button clicks. Yeah, that's uh, that is a special looking man, that Bikram. Okay, and then after the class is done and people are like, you're passing out. He starts singing to the class. What? And everyone's like, oh, he has such a good voice. I listen to it. <laughs> um, it's because they were brainwashed into thinking he had a good voice. He can't. After he just kicked their butts for however long the class is. He can't really decide a pitch. <laughs> to be real honest with you. Okay. So he claims that he is a three-time national yoga champion. So he was born in India. Yeah. So in India, he said he won the national yoga championship three times in India. And then he won so many times that um, he was asked to quit so other people would have a chance. <laughs> um, so then after that, he decided that he's going to go into the Olympics. And he becomes a weightlifter. And right before the Olympics starts... Um, a 456-pound weight fell on his foot and crushed it. He said it. Doctors said that you should probably just cut off your foot. How? 400 and what? 456 pounds. Yeah, that I can't believe it didn't sever it all just in general. Like it was. Pro wow, that's a heavy weight. Falling on your foot, crushed. Absolutely. The doctors are right. He should have cut it off. <laughs> Well, and then he decided that he was going to jump off a bridge because <gasps> he doesn't want to live with just one leg. <laughs> um, but his guru at the time said that he could fix it with yoga. His busted foot? Yeah. Um, so he does yoga for 8 to 12 hours a day until his foot is totally healed. It worked? I mean, I don't know if anything out of this man's mouth is real. Oh, so he's these are claims he made. Well, as far as everyone knows, in his classes, he says this is what happened. Yeah, wow, well, master manipulator. 
There's no way. 450, uh, also oddly specific, 456 pounds, um, falls on your foot, and then you do eight hours of yoga. Eight to 12 hours, you said? A day. A day. For like months. Your crushed bones and muscle and everything. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, man sounds insane. Okay. So in 1972, Bikram went to Honolulu to meet President Nixon, who has... um, I am not a crook. Him. Yeah, that guy. How'd, how'd I do? <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> so he says that Nixon had um, flatibious thrombosis or something. I don't know what that is. I had no, I've never heard of it. Also, he said it in in Indian accent, so it was hard for me to understand exactly what he was saying. But basically, he has this like bad leg that supposedly needs to be amputated nixon does wow yeah bikram treats him for four days using a method he calls seven hydroplithic treatment which is basically yoga in a bathtub which (laughs) must have been awful just ridiculous and on the fourth day he asks nixon which leg was his bad leg and he says i don't remember what? And so he says that Nixon gave him a green card as a thank you for fixing his leg. Uh-huh. And so he moved to the U.S. Uh-huh. On the green card that Nixon gave him for fixing his leg. Now, did he fix his leg or did he just do some psychosis shit and make him forget that he had a bad leg? Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So in 1999, he moves to Los Angeles and starts a school to teach yoga teachers um, his the Bikram yeah. way. Ah, yes. The Bikram way. I'm not kidding. I'm sensing a, a, a podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he starts with 30 students. And every time he does this, he pretty much doubles the class. Wow. And eventually, he had planned for there to be over 600 studios opening that are just Bikram yoga studios that just teach his type of yoga. Wow. Now that I feel like I've seen that name somewhere. Maybe I just didn't know what it was, but I've seen Bikram yoga, like the logo. I think I've seen that. That's why. Well, it's a Netflix documentary. No, I I like on t-shirts or something. I don't know. They're kind of non-existent now. Really? Maybe, well, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it recently. I'm talking like when I was in middle school, high school. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Um, the only way to open one of these studios is to go through his program mm-hmm. and his Bikram College, which is now usually held at hotels and hotel conference rooms because he'll have 500 students per class. Um, and the tuition is around $10,000 per person. How long is the class? Nine weeks. Oh, it's a nine-week course? Yeah. But they're paying $10,000 for the tuition, but they also have to pay for nine weeks in a hotel. Ooh. So that would last nine weeks, and during these nine weeks, he almost became almost like a cult leader. Yeah. He wouldn't allow anyone to pee during these all day long classes and they're doing hot yoga 
So that means if you don't want to have to go to the bathroom during this, you just don't drink water. Well, it means you just, you're, and then on top of that, you're just sweating it all out. Yeah, he's creating dehydrated humans. Yeah. Also, for some reason, you weren't allowed to wear the color green in class. What's he got against green? I don't know. <laughs> so people were basically, pass, people passed out in these classes a yeah, lot. I'm sure they did. And people just like couldn't figure out why he was able to just like sit and teach all day and be fine. He's got a personal air conditioner on his like little throne up there. Of course there. he does. That's why he's fine. Yeah, so he's sitting in sitting in air conditioning. <laughs> and he probably gets to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm sure he can go whenever he wants to. Um he also says he doesn't sleep for more than 30 hours a month because he's in such good shape. I think that's probably more of a That's an insomniac thing. Yeah. Got to be, right? Well, yeah, I thought he was lying at first, but then apparently he does stay up pretty late. Like, he doesn't sleep a lot. Hmm. Okay. So, there's a girl named Sarah who comes into the college, and she wants so badly to be a good yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And she wants to open one of these Bikram yoga classes or yoga studios, and, you know, that's all she wants to do. Um, she said she felt special in class because he would call her Sarah and he would just refer to other people by the color of their shirt. So there's 500 people in the class. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, you can't yeah. remember everybody, but he remembered her. So she felt special, special. Um, so she said she was there for about four days and then Bikram asked her into his office and she's like, okay. Meanwhile, he like he's sitting there in his office in his little speedo and his little top <laughs> and his knot sweatband on his head. Ugh. What a little troll! And his doll. Rolex, little dolls out. Yes. Said. <laughs> oh my gosh! And he goes, he sits her down and asks her, "So, what are we gonna do about this?" And Sarah's like, "What are what are we gonna do about what?" He goes, "What are we gonna do about us? Are we gonna make this a relationship?" What? School me? Yeah. What? She was there for four days, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, we're going to do this, right? Weird. And she said she left shocked after this. I'm sure she did. Um, And she went into... She walked back into like the main studio area where the class is. She realized that her mat is literally in the front of the classroom. Did it get moved? No. I mean, that's just where she had left it. Right. Because she wasn't expecting that. Right. So... Class is starting, and so she's in the middle. The... Oh, and now she's up front with him. Yeah. Not where she meant to be by any means, right? Well, now she doesn't want to be there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're doing, they're working on these poses, and there's one in particular where it's basically like a split in the air, like one foot's on the ground and the other's like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 160 degrees in the air. Yeah. It's called something like that. We used to try it, and I say try. I mean it. We tried to do something like that in ballet, and I can't remember what that is called. Wasn't that like an arabesque? No, no, no. But when you go all the way down to the floor. Ponche. Ponche, yes. Yeah, and you're like bending down to the mm-hmm. floor. Um, I don't know what they call it in yoga. They called it something. Yeah. But that's the ballet version of it. Right. Um, so they'll turn out on top of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were doing that or working on that pose. 
and he comes up behind her and stretches her like force stretches her legs apart oh which first of all apparently that's something that he does to people he'll just like oh. stretch them hard oh, um, sorry sorry if you said this this is like one of the first things that they were doing too I don't know. Or, okay, sorry. Um, I, would, I only brought that up because, I mean, in hot yoga, it, the people like it because they become, they feel their body like relax more and they're more bendy because they're already so warm. So maybe that's why he felt he could do stuff like that to other people. But for her, it's weird. I don't think so. So, same. So he like stretched her legs like hard apart. Right. And then he pushes himself up <gasps> against her and starts whispering in her ear. What are we going to do about us? What? Come on. In front of the whole classroom. What the hell? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my. I would. This 60 plus year old man in a Speedo and a dumb little top knot <laughs> assaulting you like that. In front of 499 other people who are just like and just totally engrossed in his being uh, and that they didn't probably didn't notice anything weird about it. Sarah said she was just crushed. My I'm best. sure she was. That's horrible. You go there because you you have a love for yoga and want to be a teacher, and you think you're learning from one of the greatest people, and he's sexually assaulting you like that in front of all these people. I, I would leave. I would have punched him. Well, yeah. On top of that, absolutely. I think this ring could do some damage. It has. I mean, scratch you up. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean well, it. Well, I'm just saying. We know for we have. We know from a, for a fact that it can do damage. <laughs> even when you're not even trying yeah. to. <laughs> it's just got sharp edges. Yeah. Okay. So also, this makes me question him like stretching people past their what they can do. Yeah. That makes me question him as any like a yoga person at all. Because we know from all the dance training we've had and like science... Yeah, you can't... You, you can't just be forced into the splits and the next day be like, oh, now I can do the splits. Yeah, there's no zero to 60 and Actually, things like that. Actually, you're probably going to rip muscle yeah. and not be able to walk the next day. Yeah. And if you start ripping muscle, like, it sounded like he'd rip their muscles and then they'd come back and just have them ripped more. Well... If you keep ripping muscle, you're going to have, like, scar tissue on the muscles, and it's going to make you less flexible. Yeah. There is no, oh, force yourself. And also, that's not what yoga is about. No. Yoga is more of, like, a spiritual, mental, supposed to be anyway. That's what you're supposed to be doing that for. Yeah. So, I think you, you could just get really, really horrible injuries. Yeah. From stuff like that and people that literally don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, so the next day, Sarah went to, like, a senior staff member, and she told him what happened, and the staff mem member looked at her like, um, okay, like, they weren't surprised at all, and he basically just told her that if she wanted to stay, she should just do what he does and separate the man from the teacher. I'm sorry, but we have to stop doing that. You can't do that. You, you literally can't do that. We have to, just because someone is really good at something does not give them a license to be an asshole in their daily life. For real. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can see that in anything. Okay. So these people were starving, sleep deprived. They were doing intense work and dehydrated. All things that like big cult leaders do mm -hmm. to like make people to start 
believing in what they're saying. Yeah. Also, I guess he would do these chants like he'd do like a call and response thing and he'd be like, it's my way or the, and then everyone would say the highway or he would say like, what's the best kind of food? No food. Like he's just trying to start like, it's bizarre. Also, you, I don't know why he would think that you could have no food when you're literally working out all day. Well, because like you said, end up in the hospital. Yeah. He's just trying to manipulate them and shape them into what he wants them to be okay so he would also he would call people into his room at like three in the morning they're all staying at this hotel together and he would say i'm lonely i need company he also has a wife and two children so so one night he called sarah into his room to watch a movie and so she was like Okay, so they're watching this Bollywood movie, um, and at some point she'd fallen asleep because they started the movie at three in the morning. Oh yeah. And after the movie was done, one of the staff members that was also there woke her up and said that the movie was done and that they were leaving. And so she was like, "Okay, I gotta find my shoes, and then I'll leave with you guys." She's looking for her shoes and she can't find them. The staff members leave. So now she's alone. Yes. And she finds her shoes, and she's like, okay, I've got to get out of here. But the door's already closed, and Bikram pushes her up against the door, which can only be opened. From the inside, from like the towards inside. them. Yep. Yeah. So he repeatedly keeps saying, I'm going to have you this time, and starts kissing her, like, all over. And so she elbows him in the face. Nice. Good choice. And gets away. Good. So a few years later, right, and I'm like, she's like, I'm sure she left, 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 right? Like she didn't, obviously, she didn't stay yeah, to finish the course. I believe so. Yeah. Um, a few years later, Sarah becomes a mom. Her and her husband have a baby girl, and when the daughter's around four, she asks her, or she tells her mom that I want to be just like you when I grow up. I want to teach yoga because she did become a yoga teacher. I just don't think she taught yeah. that type of yoga. Right. And Sarah thought, you can't become a yoga teacher because you'll get raped. Oh. (laughs) And so that's, and she said, I didn't sleep that night at all. And she woke up and she's like, I have to take legal action against him to protect my daughter and other girls that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. When they're thinking they were just going to get trained in yoga. Yeah. Okay. So this was not an isolated incident. I'm sure it wasn't. And it never is. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. (laughs) Okay, so at the end of each class, people would often massage his feet and legs and back, which I'm like, okay, you're sitting up there on a throne. You don't need your... (sighs) My eyes are rolling so far back in my head. You don't need your feet massaged. You haven't been on your feet all day. You haven't been doing anything, yeah. Okay, so another girl, I I did not get her name, but... That's okay. Okay, so a staff member wakes her up in two, at 2 in the morning um, and tells her that Bikram wants you to come to his room right now. And she was like, um, okay. So she gets to his room, and he's laying on the floor in his little stupid Speedo, and he tells her to give him a massage. And so she's like, um, 
okay and she's just like massaging his shoulders and his feet and he's saying how his life is so difficult and no one takes care of him and blah 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 like just a whiny little baby yeah and then he's like telling her where to massage and he keeps like leading her closer like massage my inner thighs oh yeah massage massage my inner thighs what the (laughs) and then he then he's like okay now massage my dick yeah and she was like no and got up and left good for her bye punch him in the dick first and then leave (laughs) (laughs) i'm amazed he hasn't been punched in the face yet yeah well he got elbowed in the face yeah, but that was out of like being scared. Yeah, I can't, self-defense. I literally can't believe no one's gotten so mad at him yeah. that they haven't just popped, popped him, him. Yeah. popped him one. And I think she, at that point, left for good. Bye. Yeah. Peace out. Okay. And apparently, he would just work a class so well that people thought this was like a normal behavior. Like, he'd act like your best friend, and he'd be encouraging so much, and then he would turn around, and I'm not... He would say... He'd turn around and start, like, calling out an individual person, and he'd be like, you fucking bitch, and blah, 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 like, in the middle of a class. Like, 500 people around. But people said that they were so tired and sleep-deprived that a lot of the time, like, they couldn't even process what just happened. Right. Like, their brains weren't functioning properly. Right. They were like, did that actually just happen or or didn't it? And didn't it? Didn't it? There you go. I knew you'd get there. Okay. So, this next girl, um, her name is Larissa. And she had gone through the whole college. And her goal was to open up a studio. And, but basically, to open up a studio, you have to get permission from Bikram him himself yeah and so she was invited to stay at his home with his family for the weekend and uh okay um and they spent the whole weekend like she hung out with his kids she hung out with his wife and then one night his family goes up to bed um, his wife and his two kids are in bed and he wants to watch another Bollywood movie and he asks Larissa to stay and watch it with her. Um, and she's like, um, okay. And then after a little bit, I mean, it's a Bollywood movie. She can't understand anything. She's just right. bored. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm really tired. I got to go to bed now. And he grabs the back of her head, whips uh. her around and sticks his tongue down her throat. Ugh. Like how... I'm amazed she didn't bite his tongue off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she, like, immediately pulls away and was like, no, that's not what I want from you. And he apologizes and says that, that won't happen again. And so Larissa thinks it's over. So she thinks she's going to just go to bed. Um, and basically Bikram walks her to the dining room and just rapes her. Just like full on rapes her. And she says her entire body just went limp. Like she just was like basically like an out of body experience. Like she could not believe what was happening to her right there. (laughs) And his wife didn't come down and hear She didn't hear anything. I don't think she made. I don't think she was like screaming or anything. I think she just like stopped. Oh, like shock just overcame her. 
Yeah. Okay. Ugh. But yeah, that happened while his wife and two kids were upstairs. <sighs> and also, that's the thing is, so he basically owns these girls because they put so much money into his classes yep. and he can take away their yoga license if he wants to. Yeah. You know, he has the power to say whether or not they get to have a studio, you know? So after this happened, she like left and he gave her the go ahead to open a studio. Did, and obviously she did it. She still opened it. Um, she, that's what she wanted, right? She, I don't think she did. Oh, good for her. Um, she is a yoga teacher, right? But I don't think she's does Bikram yoga does that anymore. Good for her. Um, but Larissa heard about how Sarah was opening up a case against Bikram, and then she learns that she wasn't the only girl that that happened to, and so she goes to the LAPD and files a complaint against him as well. Good. And she gets asked by an LAPD officer, "What were you wearing?" What were you wearing? Uh, oh, I hate that question. What were you Doesn't wearing? Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Have you been drinking? Doesn't, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Were you high? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When did this take place? Remind me. Um, like these, just this in general. Early nineties, late nineties, early thousands. Early two thousands. Early two thousands. Okay. But that's the thing is he just controls them so much and when you try to get help and file a complaint, that's what you get. In response? Okay. So he became increasingly angered when more and more women started to file against him. Sounds like that sucks to suck, bruh. <laughs> and he would start saying things in class like, women are bitches and whores and they're only here to do one thing, spread their legs. And just like, he was just on a wild rampage. And so a black lady named Pandora Will Williams, who had spent about $11,000 on his training courses, was there, and she was taking his classes like everybody else, and he singles her out, and he said, get this black bitch out of here, she's a cancer. What? And so, after that, Pandora gets up and leaves, and she files against him like a hate yeah, crime. Yeah, that's, that's basically, that's a hate crime. That yeah. right there. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. Just like the worst human. What? And I just don't understand how he's, he's, this is in a room of 500 other people. How did not one other person get up and be like, you know what? I don't think you're the most Zen person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't other people leaving when he says things like that? I don't, I mean, I understand like they have that much money in it, but that should, it, there, there's a, there's a point where your principles should take over. You would think. You would think. You would think. Okay, so his top lawyer, Nikki, so because he's got this like multi-million dollar corporation, all corporations have lawyers yeah. and like a lawyer team. Yeah. So he had a lawyer named Nikki and she started to see how he was kind of unraveling a bit and he was damaging the company. And he thinks, or she felt that he should step down of being in charge because his wife also led yoga oh. stuff. Mm -hmm. And she even said that his wife knew what was going on the whole time, but she just liked the Bentleys and the Birkin bags. Sure. She did. 
but <laughs> and the lifestyle so she didn't care he also was like 40 and she was 20 when they got married so i don't think there was much like love in that relationship anyway right because she's an accomplice at a certain point if she knows about any sort of behavior <clears throat> she's yeah. an accomplice and that doesn't do anything for her case and i no longer give a shit about her so correct um and so basically nikki goes to i'm not going to pronounce her name right it's like rasha shah or something it's a very indian sounding name. that's his wife though yeah okay she goes to her and says i think that bikram needs to step down this is getting bad he needs to not be the head of this and the next day um bikram took nikki into a room and said if she doesn't quit her job now bad things are going to happen to her and he had brought her from india to do this job so he holds her green card shit and so he took back her car her visa and her like way of making money in yeah. the u.s yeah and so but she's a lawyer so she knows her rights and so she just turns around and files a suit against him for a wrongful termination nice and so she's got lots of lawyer friends, so she gets an attorney to oh, yeah. take him to trial. Yeah. And he is wild at trial. And the thing is, is in his classes, he can say whatever he wants. He can just m- tell people the sky is green and people are like, yes, 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 it, yes is. it is. I see what you mean. So when he's sitting in a room of people that like aren't all like hopped up, hopped on, up on the, on the freaking Kool-Aid. Yeah. He sounds ridiculous. I'm sure he does. And people are laughing at him <laughs> in court. Okay, so he also has, he can't keep his temper together. And he never had to before. He could just, I mean, you heard what he was saying to his students that yeah. were paying so much to be there. So at his pre-trial deposition, he says there are four things I hate. Cold weather, cold food, cold heart, and cold pussy. And I'm like, okay, I fully understand what kind of man you are, and I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, if there's any... And that's what he says in his pre-trial deposition. Yeah, if there's any collection of words that could describe to you what a person's all about, that's that right there. Yeah, and it's also like, okay, you're trying to build a case in your favor. You think that's going to help you? Honestly, I bet you he did. I bet you thought, yeah, this is exactly what they want to hear. Okay, so at trial, he claimed that he... So she is, like, suing him for money. So this isn't a criminal investigation. Right, this is Nikki for still? Her. This is Nikki. Yeah. Um, so he claimed that he couldn't pay this money because he hasn't made money in the last three years. Bullshit! Um, meanwhile, um, two weeks ago, he bought his wife a $300,000 Bentley. And his kids are running around like they literally pulled up his kids Instagram and his teenage daughter. I mean, she's got like three fancy like Mercedes like cars and she's walking around with Birkin bags and like going on these like extravagant shopping sprees. They're literally just like evidence. (laughs) Um, And he they ask him how he got money for the car. And he says, Oh, I don't own that. The state of California owns that. What? And they're like, um, okay, what? And he goes, oh, I made a deal with Jerry Brown, the governor. 
and everyone's just like kind of smirking like he's just making up shit yeah and so he goes i promise to give all my cars to the state of california and in exchange the state of california is building a school in my name and they're like okay what kind of school he goes an engineering school it's the birkin school of engineering to build bentley's the bikram school of engineering to build bentley's yeah what (laughs) and the jury just starts laughing i'm sure they did oh to be in the room i know and so normally he can just like rattle off yeah little literal garbage like this in his class and everyone's like Like dropping a 456 pound weight on your foot and then healing it through yoga yeah and everyone's just like yes yes i see but you get in a court system and people are literally laughing at him (laughs) the attorney that was against him right yes that was so um, the um the prosecution the prosecution lawyer she was being interviewed and she goes in some ways he's dumber than a post (laughs) (laughs) um and then it like the clip like moved on after that it was so funny (laughs) okay so after everyone's laughing at him he gets pissed and he starts yelling and he goes well i healed president nixon and blah 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 and he's like trying to like say how important he is and stuff and so the prosecution contacted the nixon library (gasps) bikram's name is not brought up once (laughs) it didn't happen he he never healed president nixon he never met president nixon no i don't know how he got a visa or a green card into this country but but he certainly didn't get it from a president yeah Okay, and after this, um, he stood up and got off the witness stand, and he gave his lawyers a thumbs up, like he did a really good job up there. <laughs> like, that was something to be proud of. I really, really fooled him. <laughs> Dumber than a post. <laughs> yeah, for real. God. Okay, so also at this time, a journalist from India gets really interested in this story. And she's looking into him and she's looking at all the claims he's made. And remember, he said he won all these yoga competitions. Well, she just did like a standard Google search. Um, And formal yoga competitions didn't exist in India at that time. There were no yoga competitions for him to win. Get dicked on. That's hilarious. Also, he says that he created these 26 yoga poses all by himself. He didn't. <laughs> he learned them from other people and yeah. claimed them as, as his, his own. own. Yeah. And that's a really big thing in yoga. The way it is, it's a big thing in dance. Yeah. You can't just say, I invented these poses. You have to say, my teacher so-and-so invented this, or this is the whatever way. Yeah. You can't steal them and take credit for them. That's like saying, I invented turning. I invented the, I invented the pirouette. Yeah. And like taking total claim over that. You can teach the pirouette. Yeah. But you can't take that as your own. (laughs) (laughs) Dude's wild. Okay. So the jury deliberated for about a day. And after that, they unanimously voted that Nikki won on all counts. I'm sure. Good. Yeah. Awesome. And that he owes her $7.5 million in damages. (laughs) Eat it. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, but this is what this asshat decided to do. Oh, man. Also, pause. I love the use of asshat. Well, Just in general, that's like one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite phrases. Anyway. Okay, so he fled the country. <laughs> what? Yes. He basically ran away, and it's believed that he's got money in other countries. Yeah, I'm sure. And like offshore accounts and whatever. And his wife divorced him in basically a sham divorce. Um, so a lot of that money could be in her name mm-hmm. and they can't take money from her right because the file was against him right. so if she divorces him she gets half that money and and she gets to keep it she gets to keep it yeah and so nikki has not seen a cent of that money because they can't get him back into the country they can't they can't find him or they know, they where, know he where he is. is but they legally like they've but tried he's in, he's to, in like a he's in like a country with no extradition right well He's all over now. I mean, they've tried to bring him back and they've tried to bring him like you've been served papers and you have to come back to the country now. But um, he's not coming back unless someone like physically like kidnaps him and brings him back into the country. Wow. And so after this case, there were going to be a bunch of other like rape and assault charges cases against him. But since he's not in the country, most of these were never brought to trial right because a lot of it was like well if i can't have him in the room i'm not gonna like re-traumatize myself just to do it right you know okay so there were never any criminal charges against him so he's technically a free man right so now down in mexico in 2018 he has another huge training teacher session and then in 2019 in spain he's still doing these and no one's stopping him so he has six rape and assault charges cases that were filed against him and four of them have now been settled out of court right and sarah and larissa's cases are included in that and they kind of talked about why they decided to do that because you know they just didn't want to live with it any longer and since he's not there there's nothing they can do right they technically could bring it to trial without him there and like prosecute him but the whole main thing was they wanted him to know what they've done to them yeah so they just settled it out of court for probably like some money yeah but that's wow that's the story of i'm sure he's not doing that shit now with covid going on yoga no and also i mean these used to be in the in the early 2000s these were like this was like all the rage yeah like oh yoga had a huge robert downey jr was doing it kim kardashian was doing it they were doing the bikram yep bikram yeah the bikram yoga wow kim kardashian fell asleep during one She's like, it's so hot, I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't think she really got it. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. RDJ did it, huh? Wow. Yeah. A bunch of them. Huh. But it was like the thing. But now they literally don't exist. But there are still some people, still some of his followers that are like, I don't care what kind of man he was or what he did. He touched, He taught me so many great things and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that's the problem, is you need to care what kind of man he was. <laughs> I think 
there was one in White Bear Lake. I think that's why I'm thinking of that. 100% there was a Bikram yoga in White Bear Lake when I was going to high school. And one of my teachers had Bikram yoga shirts and I would drive past the studio to go to school every day. That's crazy. That's wild. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, dude's garbage needs... It's crazy that they can't do anything about that $7.5 million suit and that Nikki still hasn't gotten any of that money. That's wild. Yeah, but she said it wasn't even really about, Not about the, the money. No, I know. It was about, you know so much you know it was about so much more than that but still she should get that money absolutely she should and i honestly he should probably owe a lot more money to a lot more people yes (sighs) wow that was wild that was a wild ride isn't that crazy was not uh was not anticipating that from (laughs) a yoga thing i mean he really was a cult leader though if you think about it, like how you how you stated. Yeah, I I mean, he wasn't technically a cult leader, but he definitely had, like, the personality. Yes, absolutely he you did. You know? Yeah. Like, he had that whatever manipulation, like, natural manipulation you need to have to be a cult leader. He had it. He had it. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, that was a wild ride. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on from that. <laughs> All right. Story time with Dylan. Article published September 14th, 2020 by Deborah Netburn in the Los Angeles Times. Also, Los Angeles. Not having a good time right now. No. Um, so, and I, I've kind of adjusted my format. I'm just kind of taking entire quotes from these articles instead of trying to type them out because I feel like giving this gives more credit to the storytellers and the, and the writers. Storytellers. They're reporters. In the search for life beyond Earth, humans have sent robots to the rocky surface of Mars, deployed spacecraft to investigate the moons of Jupiter and Saturn, and aimed their most powerful telescopes toward distant solar systems. But now, in an unexpected twist, a group of scientists say they have found possible signs of extraterrestrial life in a place where few had thought to look, high in the thick, toxic clouds of Venus, our closest planetary neighbor. In that noxious environment, they discovered a gas called phosphine that is associated with life on Earth. The notion that this phosphine could have been produced by living organisms may seem absurd. The team that these members have acknowledged, and yet it's one of the most plausible theories they have. One of the scientists quoted, What we need now is for the scientific community to come and tear this work to shreds, said Clara Sousa Silva, a molecular astrophysicist at MIT who worked on the paper. As a scientist, I want to know where I went wrong. Basically, they found this this gas that is associated with life somehow on Venus, high up above where there should be no life. Isn't Venus just a... So it has, it has an actual crust, as most planets do. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much... Most planets, all planets. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an astrophysicist. There are some just like gas Some planets. gas giants, right? Yeah. This one apparently had or still has land, a crust. They believe that it used to actually have water a million, however many million years ago that has now evaporated into the gas surrounding the planet. And if there was life that started in that water, it moved up above. It oh, has evolved weird. and moved up above into a layer of that, that toxic atmosphere that is able to sustain life. 
That's weird. Isn't that wild? <laughs> they they think they believe that if it is life, they're microorganisms. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, because unless they're sky people, <laughs> right? Which could be true. Wild though, right? That's our neighbor. Our neighboring planet might have. I think there are so many planets that definitely have. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're just like, I feel like people are, they're just like discovering, oh, this planet could have something or this planet could have something. And like five years ago, I think a lot of people were like, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea around extraterrestrial life has definitely changed in these past few years. Yeah. There's just so much proof that there could be something out there. It's, it's totally unlikely that there isn't something out there you know yeah it seems super weird that the planet closest to us that we never thought to look at might be the one so now wait if this gets proved and they're like yes this actually is true they're gonna send something out there to start trying to collect that stuff they're gonna bring it back here and then we're all gonna die we have too many problems as it is (laughs) chuck another one up for 2020 (laughs) next up Article published September 10th, 2020, by Jeff Tavs on uh, Fox 13. So, a woman was arrested after she threw a bag full of vomit at St. Mark's Hospital in in Salt Lake City. (laughs) (laughs) West Valley police say Shanell Pamela Payne, 25, entered the hospital's emergency room Tuesday night. After her arrival, Payne allegedly became argumentative and combative with the hospital staff. After Payne threw up in the emergency room, staff members handed her towels to clean up the vomit. When she threw up a second time in a bag, Payne became agitated when asked to calm down and threw the bag of vomit at a nurse. According to, to the police report, Payne attempted to leave the hospital after striking the nurse and assaulting other members of the medical staff. A police officer attempted to arrest Payne, who tried to grab the officer's hands and pull away. Payne was eventually pushed against a wall and put into handcuffs. She was charged with assault or threat of violence on healthcare providers and interference with an arresting officer. Nowhere does it say what was actually wrong with this woman, like why she was there in the first place other than vomiting. Okay, when this story started, I thought she like brought the throw up Throw up, home. brought it with her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> threw up at home and said, what is this? And threw it at the nurse. Yeah. <laughs> why am I throwing up? I don't know. You tell me. What a bad day for that nurse. I know. Oh my gosh. I would be like, okay, my shift is done. I'm done. Now. Yeah. No, I'm sure she was just getting started on her shift too. Good thing they have extra scrubs. They probably have showers there too. Oh, they ha- they, they do have showers there. They have entire locker rooms. Ugh. Ugh. Gross, right? Someone, a lot of people had a bad day that day. Last article. Article published September 15th. 2020, so the day that this is recorded, um, by BBC News. So this takes place, um, this is a Malaysian man. And I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm, for the sake of this, I'm just going to call him Mr. Z. But if you want to know what his name is, go to BBC News and you'll find the article there. Mr. Z, 20, told the BBC he realized his smartphone had was gone when he woke up at around 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. There was no sign of robbery. The only thing on my mind was, is it some kind of sorcery? Said the final year computer scientist computer science student from Batu Pahat in the southern state of Johor. And I'm sure I butchered all those names, so I apologize. A few hours later, in a video shared with the BBC that was time-coded 2.01 p.m. that same day, a monkey appeared to be trying to eat the phone. The primate can be seen staring down the camera against a backdrop of bright green leaves and crowing birds. 
There were also a series of photos of the monkey, <laughs> trees, and other foliage on the phone. <laughs> Mr. Z said he failed to find any trace of his phone until Sunday afternoon when his father noticed a monkey outside their house. On calling his phone again, he heard ringing from the jungle a few steps beyond the back garden, he said, then discovered the muddied phone on some leaves beneath a palm tree. His uncle joked that maybe there was a photo in the phone of the thief, he said. So after cleaning it, he opened the picture gallery, and boom, it's full of monkey photos. <laughs> That's cute. Monkey stole his phone. <laughs> that reminds me of, what was the monkey's name in Friends? Marcel. Marcel. <laughs> A little bit. He kind of looks like Marcel. When it's like he... a bigger Marcel. Oh, well, Not the same color scheme, but... Didn't Marcel steal stuff? All the time. And then he became a movie star. Yes, he did. Marcel the monkey. Yeah. So yeah, this week we had life beyond Earth. Bags of vomit being thrown. And a monkey taking selfies. <laughs> Honorable mentions this week. Number one. Artist selling Karen Halloween masks calls them... Scariest thing you can be. <laughs> Number two, Ottawa tourism will pay Canadian Wait, visitors. Is there a picture of the mask? I didn't look it up. Is it like Probably. that haircut? Probably. That Karen 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 that Karen haircut. <laughs> the Karen Karen. Yeah. Um, honorable mention number two, Ottawa tourism will pay Canadian visitors one hundred dollars just to visit Ottawa. Wait, repeat that. They'll pay you a hundred dollars. Just to visit Ottawa, which is in Canada. Why? Because they want people to come visit. <laughs> Are they lonely? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. It must be boring there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Ottawa. You don't, it's the place you don't really hear much about. That'd be nice. Get paid $100 just to go visit somewhere. Unless it's boring. Yeah, but it's $100. It's probably not expensive to go there. Okay, but is it really worth it if there's nothing to do? Nah. Probably not. Final honorable mention. Driver stopped for speeding was running load of moonshine in gallon jugs. North Carolina cops say. We got moonshine runners again. That's wild. Yeah. This week was kind of a off week for weird things happening. It's kind of scraping the bottom of the bucket for these ones. There really was not a lot. That's okay. So many other wild things have happened. Like yeah. the wildfires and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, we saw the haze all the way here. Yeah, that was weird. Looked like we were on another planet. For real, I, there was a, we were walking Penny, and there was a guy that said, "Is that the sun?" And I said, "Yeah." And I'll just picture a second one up there, and we'll call this place Tatooine, like Star Wars. <laughs> Some people will get that. I didn't even get it. I know that's okay though. And I've seen them. Well, you haven't seen them as many times as I have. All right, pits and peak. Okay, um, my pit is definitely my phone <laughs> still just awful and i don't know you didn't write them down this week i wrote down the phone thing i just <laughs> i don't know maybe going to having that fire at your aunt's place penny got to run around yeah that was fun yeah it's been a pretty like chill week yeah like, this week was we, like it like we, we said earlier really we didn't really do a whole lot do much this week. <laughs> except deal with my stupid phone yeah i mean because that was, I was, that was going to be my peak, too, was going over to have that fire and hang out. But, yeah, I mean, my pit, I guess. I have a carryover pit. I mean, my pit, I'm still sad about the couch. Like, that's really, 
<laughs> no, that's cheating. So have oh. it be my phone. Huh? <laughs> have it be my phone. So we're sharing pits and peaks this week. Yeah, because you're upset. Is Emily's phone and our peak <laughs> is going to my aunt and uncle's house and sitting around the fire. Oh, your I know what your peak is. Your, what? Are your other peak? You little miss booked the music video this week. Oh, I forgot about that. You totally booked the music video. I did. Yeah. So there you go. There. So that's your peak. My yes, peak is. is the fire. Okay. You can have it, baby. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, and with that, is that pretty much anything else for him? I don't think so. No? Well, thank you guys again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys coming here. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We will be on the Amazon podcast catalog whenever that releases so if you're uh if you know some people that are looking forward to that tell them to look us up there to also tell a friend just in general about us share the link with them word of mouth is the best kind of word we really appreciate any sort of support you can throw our way it really means a lot and helps us make this into more of a real thing so thanks again <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at gray the podcast also on facebook um, you can follow Emily on Instagram at Emily Sue Bankson underscore. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dylan underscore Michael underscore. I love underscores. They're in my life. Apparently. You can also follow Penny <laughs> on Instagram if you guys want to know. At, oh, what is it? At the life of Penny Lane. Underscore. underscore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Thanks again. And this has been a Penny approved podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye.